Everyone has a story to tell. Welcome to Dingo Talk, where we explore the experiences that make us who we are. Here's your host, Carlo Guadagnino. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk, and welcome back. Uh, Season 3 was off to a great start with Coach Jim Hilbert last week. We're following that trend and staying in the OAC with head coach of Heidelberg University, Scott Donaldson. Before we get too far into that, I want to promote the social media networks and where you can find us and listen to us. Social media is you can get us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The only thing that you have to do differently is on Instagram, it's dingo underscore talk. Uh, On anywhere that you want to listen to the entirety of the show, it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere else that you can get your podcasts. As I said, we're staying in the OAC, the Ohio Athletic Conference, uh, what Coach Hilver dubbed the SEC of Division III. We'll see if Coach Donaldson feels the same. Um, I'm going to talk to him about his Green Dot initiative. I'm also going to speak to him about the longevity of being there for his entire coaching career, from uh, his playing time at SUNY Brockport to finding his way to Heidelberg. Um, And we're going to talk about all of that. Plus, if you if you check the guy out, he's got a good beard. So we're going to talk about beard. We're having good beards, you know. Brian Sampson is one of them. Um, so we'll see how he compares in beard length. And then at the end of the episode, you want to stick around because we are going to do part two of the editorial with Serenity Brown. Uh, hopefully, she brought notes this time because I think I'm factually correct. So uh, as you can see, I have notes. Um, but that being said. I'm not going to keep you any longer. Scott Donaldson. What's going on, Chuckleheads? Coach, thank you for taking time with us. This is Coach Scott Donaldson of Heidelberg, the head football coach of Heidelberg. Coach, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Oh, thank you for having me on, bud. Absolutely. I got to find out how a guy from Buffalo makes his way hour and a half down the highway to SUNY Brockport. That's where we're going to start. So why was SUNY Brockport the uh, the school that you picked? Um, you know, coming out of high school, I uh, didn't really, you know, I was thinking about playing football or not. I had some great coaches in high school that really, um, you know, put the idea in my head um, that playing football is, is going to help me. And to be honest, I, th- I think I kind of knew I needed um the accountability of a football program to, mm-hmm. to succeed. I, I, I can probably honestly tell you, and my mom would agree that without football, I wouldn't have graduated college, uh, much less <laughs> finished my first year. Um, you know, so it, it, it was one of those. And then um, I really fell in love with the campus. And, and what's a little different about the New York state schools, they're big schools. I mean, Brockport has 10,000 students. So, wow. Um, but he still get the division three atmosphere and really fell in love with the head coach, Rocco Salamone, um, who, who passed away um, a little bit ago, who was a, a great, great uh, mentor for me uh, growing up. And um, the guy recruiting me, it was amazing. Dave Evanson, who's an athletic director down in uh, Methodist now, um, and really just fell in love with the guys, fell in love with the program and the campus and everything. So um, in an hour and a half, it, it wasn't too bad. 
Well, I mean, up there, you're, you're the only you were already used to the snow, so it's not like you had to. There wasn't an adjustment period for you. You came from no. Buffalo. I think they're still digging themselves out up there from the last snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no doubt. And I, I do. Would you like to? Do we need to take a moment of silence? I know that it's it's been a it's been a rough 24 hours for for Buffalo. Uh, let's not get into it. Let, let's let's <laughs> let, let's 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 stay off of that subject. All right. right I'm over it. All right. Um, you know, let's just breeze over that one. Okay. I had to, hey, I'm a Steeler fan. I had to ask. We we're 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 enjoying everybody coming and joining us on the couch. <laughs> Um, you know, high expectations lead to big disappointments sometimes, and uh, we, 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 the whole Bills Mafia um, is feeling that right now. Um, well, and, and a lot of good football comes out, not just uh, the Bills football, but a lot of good high school football comes out of that area. So you go the hour and a half over. What was your uh, major? What did you decide to study while you were at SUNY Brockport? Um, you know, I, I was history education. I, I was that cliche. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, you know, my, my, my mother, who's still a huge influence on my life, it, it was an amazing teacher. She's since retired, but, um, I think just on my mom's side, I have 13 first cousins that are teachers. Um, it really, really huge family, by the way. Um, it really ran in our family. And it was something that I, I really thought I could do. I, I, Thankfully, I didn't go that route. I, I I don't do well with high school kids. I'll be very honest with you. Um, I, I, just I think a lot I, of us got out of teaching when we realized, like, oh yeah, man, I can't wait to teach history. Oh, the high school kids. Nope, I'm cool. I'm oh, cool. but it's and I and I teach at Heidelberg. I love teaching. I really do. And coaching is teaching, as well. You know, is educating. But um, I I I can't handle thirty high school kids in a room. I just, if someone's not walking out of there, it'll probably be me. Um, it just, it's not good. I can understand. There's a, there's a lot of personalities in, in high schools. There's yes. a lot of personalities. And, and God bless the, uh, the, the, the people that can do it. And, and um, the teachers are my heroes and uh, especially junior high and high school. I got, a, I got a junior high son right now and you got to teach him. Uh, th thank you. <laughs> so so from 2000 to 2004 you called brockport home in 2004 you graduate why heidelberg why was that the next logical jump for you um you know what it, it was it, I, I was in one of those stages where i didn't really know what i wanted to do in life um you know i i wasn't i said i knew i wasn't going to be a teacher i was working like three construction jobs. I was building pools. I was, you know, working under the table for some guys building bars, you know, <laughs> re, re, remodeling, um, you know, whatever I could. And, and I student coached at Brockport for a year. I had a little bit of a victory lap. All right. Uh, the grades weren't that great my freshman year. So a um, little bit of a victory lap there to finish up school. And it was really more about just me wanting to stay around football, me mm -hmm. wanting to stay around the sport that, that that did so much for me. And so, I, you know, you know, Coach Salomon, we talked, and um, he wasn't – he sure as hell wasn't going to hire me. I wasn't good enough for that. But, you know, go go check out, you know, send your resume out and find it. And um, by sheer dumb luck, um, Heidelberg called because the, the defensive coordinator at the time, Mike Vosberg's brother, is the head coach at St. John Fisher who uh, who actually recruited me out of high school 
and we were rivals in college. So there, there was some kind of name recognition. And um, at that point, Heidelberg was a really, we were bad. I mean, my first three years at Heidelberg were 0 30. So I think they were one and nine the year before I got hired. So um, I didn't help the situation. I promise that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those, you know, I, I went, we, we had a lot of success at Brockport. So, um, you know, they hired me on and uh, the rest is haven't friggin' left. They can't get rid of me now. Well, and, and I listened to uh, an interview you did uh, a while back, maybe not a while back, um, where you talked about it wasn't just football. It was a whole culture at Heidelberg that kind of that changed and football was a catalyst, not a, maybe not a catalyst, but it was being that it's the largest program, I'm guessing, at the school. It had a big part in that turnaround. I think so. I, I, I think catalyst is actually the right word. Um, it, it was a, it was a combination of a lot of things, but make no mistake, uh, the, the, the impetus to all of that, I really think, was hiring Mike Hallett as head coach um, in 2007. And the second he came in and um, for the guys that know Mike, who's the offensive line coach at, at Toledo right now, has been um, for seven years now. Um, he, he's, he's a big personality <laughs> and um, he came in with the mindset, well, they're either going to change or I'm going to leave, whatever. I'll find another job, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to make Heidelberg a winner. And, and, you know, I think that really spread across campus. And, and it was also the right time, the, the, you know, they had the, the, right admissions counselors, the right financial aid, the right um, administration mm -hmm. that, that really, um, you know, changed a lot of things. I mean, since 2007, I think there's probably, God, it's got to be six brand new buildings on campus. I, I mean, and it's, and it's keep going. We're still building. Um, so it, it wasn't just a football program, but I th really think the football program was the catalyst for it. You know, in a small school, like you said, yes, we are very much the, the largest organization on campus. I mean, you could combine all the Greek together and we're still bigger. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, and it's Northwest Ohio, a small town, Northwest Ohio, that's had football since 1892. You, I don't know if there's a human being alive in Seneca County that doesn't have a relative that at least played Heidelberg football at some point. And, and so, yeah, football is a big part of this campus's identity and this campus's life. So, when that starts getting better, I think everything else kind of followed suit. When you said so in 2007 is kind of where the turnaround starts to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I I really liked uh, as a part of that interview, you talked about how Heidelberg doesn't get voted in the top five in any of the preseason polls. And they and you guys haven't finished out of the top four in the past decade. So it's kind of like a, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's more or less for me as a guy, you know, you watch all those, you know, every year there's a new conference poll and there's who expects what, yeah, yeah. what do they mean though? Because at the end of the day, 60 minutes on a football field, come play us. And, and leading into that, why the blue collar? Cause I know being from Buffalo, that's got to be already embedded in you, but why that blue collar and what does that bring to the football team? I think it's just who we are, you know, um, it's not something that's not a, a label we're trying to force on ourselves. That's really just who Heidelberg is as a school um, and, and just where, you know, Tiffin, Ohio is and who we are as people and the kids we attract, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it really is. We're, we're not going to pretend to be something we're not. 
All right. Um, and, and we know who we are. We know the type of kids we attract are your middle class kids that have had to work to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And that could be academically. That could be athletically. And, and it's very true financially. Uh, my kids need to work. They need to work to afford tuition, you know, because they're they're you know, parents can't fork over a $43,000 check. All right. That's just not who we are. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not in, in, you know, so it, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's more of an identity on just who Heidelberg's always been, you know, this was founded as a, as a teacher's college, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it, we don't have the, we have, you know, some great majors, don't get me wrong, an amazing education program, but it's, it's, we don't have the big money majors that the kids start making a million dollars the second they graduate from Heidelberg. Yeah. That's just, again, not who we are. You go, you go into our, uh, go into our parking lot. You're not seeing Range Rovers and, um, you know, whatever a lot of Honda Civics, a lot of beat up Honda Civics and some, uh, some really bad pickup trucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a lot um, of though. Right. Well, there's no doubt you can't go off road <laughs> hopefully on purpose sometimes not but um you know but that's that's who this coaching staff is too you know um and and i think it, it fits well I, you know you, you got to have that marriage between who the staff is and the identity of the staff and, and kind of the personality i guess is a better word for that mm-hmm. and who you know the, the the players are and who the school is and i think we really we know who we are all right, and and we're 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 damn proud of it. <laughs> um, when you're talking to a prospective parent, what are the things that you the most important to you to convey to the parent first, and then we'll get into what you talk to with the players. So, with a parent, the first thing I I want them to understand is that the well-being of their son will always take precedence over anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the development of their son will always take precedence over anything that happens on the football field. And, and I truly mean that um, we are here to develop men. All right. And, and, you know, and hopefully I can prove that to them. It's not just me talking about it. By the way, we conduct ourselves on the visit and what we show them is say, listen, we have a plan. We have a plan to develop your son. We have a plan academically. Obviously, we have a plan football-wise and strength-wise and and all that. But more importantly, we have a plan academically. More importantly, we have a plan maturity-wise or as a man, I guess. And and our goals are to graduate great men, all right? And and I just get to use football to do it, so it's a little more fun. But that's that really is the goals of this team, Um, you know? So – it's easy saying that it's, it's, it's hard to prove it, I guess. Um, Well, I noticed you said at one point you said during the interview I was listening to, as I was prepping for the show that yours, you don't judge success necessarily. Obviously wins and losses are important. And that's part of being a coach. You have to, that that's how the job gets based. Of course you made the comment that, uh, well, I can't tell you if I'm successful yet. I got to wait 10 years because that's when you'll find out where those, where those young men have gone. What have they done with their families? You know, I, I really thought that was uh, it really spoke to the family aspect of what you guys have kind of created there at Heidelberg. Well, I, I truly mean that. I, I, I truly mean it. Um, and, and it's, <laughs> we're building men 
football's a fun thing that you get to do while you do that. And it's, it's, it's something we can use as a tool, but it, we need to understand what the mission statement of this program is. Mm-hmm. Remember, winning is very important, but you can do it without sacrificing your humanity, without sacrificing your real goals in life. And, and, you know, I, I think this staff and the school does a really good job of that. So little, little curveball question for you on uh, with yeah. this, with the state of college football, obviously at the mm-hmm. division one and division two level, it's a little crazy and hectic with NIL and transfer portal and et cetera. And I, I, I talked to coach Hilver last week about, um, is it as crazy transfer portal wise at the, at the division three level? Is that something that is no. as wild and is division three, I guess the last purest form of college football or the closest you can get to it. I, I mean, cause your purity is only a, so much like the subjective term. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I don't know about the, the purity question, you know, I, I as far as the transfer portal portal affecting schools like Heidelberg, no, not really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll I'll have some attrition. I'll have guys leave, and some guys mm-hmm. will decide football is not for them, or some guys will decide Heidelberg's not for them, and they they're looking for a new home. That's really a rarity. I think I had one kid in the fall, and it's more because he wanted to go back to Florida more than he <laughs> wanted to you know transfer schools. So, um, I, some some colleges. Division three schools are, are really trying to get um, transfers and things like that. And that's, that's fine. It's just, we don't do that. Um, I've never actually gone into that. I've never logged into the transfer portal. I have no idea how to get there. I don't know my, if I have a username at all. No credentials. Um, <laughs> well, it's, we don't want to build our program on that. And listen, we, we are going to have transfers and, and, you know, got three in at break and, and transfers will happen. But 99% of those guys are guys we recruited out of high school mm-hmm. that, you know, for whatever reason, decided another school was better and realized that it wasn't and now want to come back. Um, but we're, we're not going actively looking. That's just not who we are as a program. We're here to develop and it takes four years to really do it. I can't do it in a year or two. Um, I, I want to be able to develop guys for four years. Now, I've heard I've heard that the OAC is basically the uh, I think the SEC of Division three football. Um, I think so. I'm biased, though. Give us a little bit more about that. I mean, I know we all know who the the, there's there's one name in your conference that everybody knows who it is, but I don't think people. realize. Yes, (laughs) I like that. That was good. You say I like the little give it back and forth here. But there's a lot of good football that happens in in the Ohio Athletic Conference. I mean, it it, it really is. Um, and obviously, Mount is on a different level than you know everyone other than North Central right now. Um, you know, and and, and they're 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 phenomenal program. I'm not. Um, Coach Dart does an amazing job building off of you know the what the Karras family mm-hmm. did, and obviously he's a part of the Karras family. I can't say that, but. Um, it, this it's it's unbelievable and i honestly coming from new york and we played brockport we were independent when i played but we played a lot of njac schools but you still had the Cortlands, the ithacas then we'd get down to the rowans the montclairs it, it was really good football mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> you're talking out here there there's every weekend week out if you don't play well you lose i don't care who you are i legitimately 
if you do not play well, if you do not execute, you'll lose. Okay. All right. And every nine OAC game you play. All right. Some of the games you can play your perfect game and still not win. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's just, it, it's an amazing conference, but not only the, the players in Ohio football's special, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, high school football is special, but there's great coaches. Mm-hmm. There's great coaches. Um, unbelievable guys. Um, you talk to one, you know, Jim's an amazing coach. And um, there's so many great coaches and great institutions that are committed to athletics and committed to football. Um, That's, that's what I see the biggest differences. These conference, this conference is committed to being successful in football and seeing their student athletes be successful in football. And that's why they're able to keep great coaches like coach Hilbert and coach Dart and um, you know, all those rest of the guys. Now, Back to as you're on the recruitment trail, when you're you've talked to the parent, now when you decide that you're talking to the player, what are things that you're looking for in that guy, in that specific young man? So, you know, first and foremost, let's say we're bringing kids on campus, you know, in, in an on campus visit. That's how we kind of your first contact is getting to know each other. And then once you get to know each other, you try to get them on campus. And once mm-hmm. we get them on campus, you know, now they're really recruiting them, um, offered whatever you want to call it. Um, so in order just to get invited to campus, number one, we need to see film. It's not, I'm going to sound real cocky here and I'm sorry. It's not fair for me to recruit a kid that can't play for us. It's is. just not, it's not fair to the kid. It's not fair to us because we're wasting a locker and a lot of time. Yeah. All right. Um, so film we need to see and making sure he's, he's, he's uh, good enough to help us win at some point again. Um, you know, high school film is high school film. It's hard to tell no matter what. But also, just to get invited, I need to make sure we've talked to someone that knows you, whether it's most of the time it's your high school coach. Um, You know, obviously, you're talking local area. It's different because, you know, a lot of people. But um, I need a character reference. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to get to know these kids, Um, you know, because I need to hear from their coaches that, hey, this kid will add to your roster. This kid will not only just add to your roster, but add to your culture. It's it's he's not going to be a knucklehead. He he's he's mm-hmm. going to be. And I'm not saying he got to be a saint. And I sure as hell ain't a saint. And I ain't got a roster of them. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, will they care about their teammates? Will they care about you know graduating? Will they care about the classroom? Will will, will they care about their brother's success just as much as their own? All right. And those we need to hear that before a kid even steps on campus. Um, and that's why when they're on campus. I meet with every single recruit, their families one-on-one because I want to get to know them. And and, we've had some very bad visits where we told the kid after the visit, and we're not recruiting you anymore. Okay. And that's why they're going to meet with their position coach one-on-one or at least the coordinator. And we want to get to know these kids. We want to create a relationship. Now, is there, are there certain things that when you, without talking to a player, you, you see them, maybe the way they interact with their family or the way they interact with whoever brought them to campus, does that sway you one way or another? Like if you can see that they're, they, they have basic principles and understand like, you of know. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, you see a kid that's respectful to his mom and respectful to his father. And, you know, and I, I mean, that goes a long way. Um, you know, and, and I like personality. It's, it's some, <laughs> some kids do get in my office on the one-on-one and kind of clam up and, you know, I, I 
I want to talk. I want to chop it up. I, <laughs> I want to have fun today. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no just be, you don't want it to be one-sided. It's a little give and yeah, take. It's, the day goes really boring when it's just me talking to the kids and there's no bounce back. It, you know, I, I want to have a conversation. I don't want this to be a presentation. I want to have a conversation. I want to mm-hmm. have a discussion. Um, you know, and, and I like personality. And that's probably why our team are such knuckleheads and <laughs> well i heard the fan base is a little loud and crazy too out there in in, in tiffin ohio i love them i love them and they're uh they're 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 wild <laughs> i have it gives uh, us, it i have heard good, some things <laughs> it gives us a good home game um advantage you know and and not only you know when you come to heidelberg you're going to be playing against a good football team but you're going to get mentally and emotionally destroyed by the students in the end zone. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, that I just have this image of just uh, going crazy for 60 minutes. Like It's bad. It's bad. Luckily, our, our stadium, I've never seen pictures. It's in a big bowl. Um, so it's really loud. So luckily, the parents in the stands can't really hear it. But obviously, I'm <laughs> right there on the 25 i can hear them you can hear it oh my god they are horrible the <laughs> things they say is bad <laughs> our athletic director had to go spend almost what was it like five thousand dollars on barricades because the rope we had wasn't working was the refs the refs weren't very happy about <laughs> the uh the student section <laughs> so i love them i love it that's that's fun so Completely off topic, but if you could sit down with three people, they can be any any three people. Doesn't have, it could be historical figures because I know you obviously you liked history enough to be to try to be a history teacher. Um, who would you sit down with and why? Oh man, that's tough. You gotta give me a little more. Well, uh, easily one just because it popped in my head quick. It was my dad. My dad passed about fifteen years ago or shoot, seventeen years ago, and. Love to love to talk to him, obviously. Yeah. Um, talking historical figures through it all, I, I really, I, I don't know why this popped in my head. Probably could have just read a book about him. Was Teddy Roosevelt? Um, just a, what an interesting guy. Yeah. Like, and I know he had his faults, but man, that 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 dude did some stuff in his life. And he was willing and, to fight. He was a fighter. Like, you know, I, 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 I would absolutely love just to chop it up with him. I think that'd be amazing. And I'm going to go Robert Johnson. Okay. I, I, I would love, I, I don't know why the turn of the century, the 1920s, 1930s, that era is is ab- I, I love reading about it, watching movies on it, anything I can, and hearing about the kind of the the, the Delta Blues um, kind of scene down in, down there would be uh, really cool to hear about. You know, yeah. I think there's there's so many. No one's really told the whole truth, and I don't think anyone can. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to hear, you know, kind of that 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 blue scene back in the '30s and '20s. I think would be really cool to hear about. I think that that would be a very interesting little gathering. I don't know how it would end up, 
but it would be a heck of a there'd be a heck of a story for many years to come. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I could have went. You know, it is, those are the three that popped in my head first, buddy. So <laughs> I think it'd be interesting dinner conversation. I I had I asked that question last uh, the previous season, and I had a guy say I, I'm very into religion. This might make me sound weird, but I want to sit down with abraham jesus and moses and i said well i mean that's not weird that makes a lot of sense those they're pretty important characters in the in the whole story yeah. and he goes sir they're not characters those they they are and i was like whoa like i wasn't it wasn't insulting i wasn't saying character is a, is a descriptor not like it wasn't really you my face went from like so oh, crap <laughs> oh man I, I i'm like i'm like the guy in major league i'm gonna start a holy war and i didn't even mean to i was just uh, you know it, it sounds like the premise of a really dirty joke you know abraham moses and jesus walk into a bar <laughs> <laughs> and i offer them a seat that's the, that's the punchline we're gonna go with exactly um, so are we we're entering year seven correct seven eight year? i don't know yeah, I think 16, 16 was my first year. Yes. So four years into your first, after your first year, you go through what every other coach in America went through, which was that mm-hmm. that crazy time period in 2020 where every day ran together for 12 months. Yeah. Um, what was what was it like? Because a lot of people from the coaching side don't really get to talk about how they were still behind the scenes going to meetings, trying to figure out how we were going to get people on the field what the safety precautions were going to be, how were we going to do the spring season? I mean, there was a lot of, so how did that all play out for you guys? I mean, it was chaos. It was absolute chaos. You had no idea, especially in the beginning in that first summer, you know, you, you had no idea what was going on and, you know, we're, we're hearing things. You're not hearing things. You're, you're calling all your buddies across the country. Oh, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You're trying to find ways, you know, zoom meetings and everything, which, um you know luckily i haven't had any in a while so this is all right but god i got sick of zoom holy crap i can understand Um, oh but (laughs) i can understand and it wasn't just that it was recruiting Mm -hmm. um again we're a small school if if we don't get our class that that school is uh, you know you're firing people yeah um and that's the other thing too are we going to get furloughed or and thank you know, th- thank um, thank the Lord that you know they 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 kept paying us through it. I know a lot of coaches weren't lucky enough; they got furloughed for a month, they got furloughed for the entire season where they weren't getting paid, and you know that means my kids doesn't don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Heidelberg treated us extremely well. They they did an amazing job. The administration of, um, you know, keeping the keeping everyone together. All right, and from coaches to everyone, custodial mm-hmm. staff to everyone. So, um, but a lot of that was recruiting to it. You know, how are we gonna get this class? How are we gonna all right get these kids here? And um, it's funny because that that class specifically is the class that is are going to be seniors this year. Um, and we were lucky enough to 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 really have a great class that year. Um, they, numbers wise, we weren't very high, but you know we didn't need to be. We we're mm-hmm. lucky enough we don't need to be. Um, they, they, they were a talented, talented class with you know seven or eight starters in that class uh, coming back next year. So um, 
but that that they, that was just a wild time, man. You should have seen my beard, by the way. It was amazing. And I'm I glad mean, you this brought, thing was down to here. Well, I'm glad right. you brought that up because Gorgeous. this show started, and my second guest was Brian Sampson, the former women's basketball coach at Bethany College, now the athletic director of Bethany College. And for those that have seen the episode or seen me and Brian interact, you know you got to compliment the thing. It was down to here. He was mid-COVID. It was it was a glorious beard. Brian, I hate to do this to you. This guy's beard's better. It's just, it's just it's not that it's it's just a nicer beard. It's not that your beard wasn't nice. It's just a nicer. And he was willing to trim his beard to come on the show where you come I in. Did. It was just a little, a little out of control on the sides. Um, also, Brian, don't be mad. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Your beard's still glorious. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so now we're heading into year seven. I think I did that math right in my head. Um, and this is that class that's, I wasn't a math major. I was a communications guy. Um, I was a history education major before that. And then I figured out, uh, um, so we're heading into the 2023 season. What's the expectation from your end? What are you seeing as, I mean, obviously it's very early in the off season, but. Well, extremely. And, and we, we just graduated 38 seniors. Um, uh, we graduated what four sixth year seniors, I think 11 fifth year seniors, and then the rest were just regular old seniors. <laughs> Those um, normal yeah. seniors. Yes, yes. Trust <laughs> me, roster management is real fun during when you still have those COVID years. Um, you know, but we we lost a lot of great, great football players. I I, I mean our entire offensive line, um, our our, our top receiver, our tight end. Defensively, you know, uh, one kid that was five times all conference, first one ever, obviously, wow. can only be. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, Zach Blackiston, who set every sack record. He'll be playing on Sundays next year. But, um, you know, so it, it's it's obviously as a coach, it's scary, but we're used to this. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot more fun, <laughs> if this makes sense. Um, you know, obviously in the weight room now and everything, but it's different. <laughs> when there's a lot of playing time available, I guess. And, and, and obviously everyone knows it. you have to earn your spot every year, you mm-hmm. know, but if a kid is already four times all conference and already has the Heidelberg sack record going into his fifth year, he's probably going to start. Yeah. Let's be honest. All right. Um, now we're seeing it. It's just a different attitude in the weight room and, and with the guys, it's just, a little more exciting it's a little more intense and um i i think that's going to pay dividends there's no question because we have talent yeah. we have talent at every position you know just who's going to be that guy we don't know yet we'll figure that out until freaking september all right um but it, it's 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 a really cool thing to experience um, when you do graduate that many guys one year it's these guys stepping up are just a little hungrier mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're, they're really proving it already in the way room in our short one, two weeks in there. It's, it's, it's really fun to watch, but expectations, who the hell knows? I mean, well, <laughs> well, yeah, we're very early, but you know, as a, as a sports guy, I got to ask you that. You know, it's like the press conference question, coach, what'd you see out there? Well, I just came off the field. Um, can you give me, <laughs> I it's, <know. laughs> But listen, we're taught a certain amount of questions that, like, if you have oh, nothing I get it, else, buddy. I get it. You hit the bailout button and just ask one of the stock questions. <laughs> you. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, the OAC is so damn good. 
Um, and, and, and uh, you know, obviously we've been fortunate enough to finish, you know, it's really been a four-way race for a while. But that being said, there's so many teams that are just right there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to get into that eight and two, nine and one type range. Um, and, and so it's, dude, I have no idea. I, I know we're going to play hard. I know I'm going to have a sweet beard while we do it. That's about it. <laughs> now I feel like I got to like, I really got to grow my beard in as thick as I possibly can, because if I'm going to start taking shots at other people's beards, I better be able to back it up. Um, it looks fine. It looks fine. I appreciate that. Coming from you, that's a, that's a big compliment. Um, <laughs> so, I guess the last question before we get in, there's two more questions here that I want to ask you and then we'll wrap up everything. Um, In your opinion, what's the most important personality strength for someone that has to, that you have to work with? So somebody you have to work with day in and day out, could be a player, could be a coach, could be a boss or a coworker. What is the one trait you're looking for that's going to make you work with that person really well? Um. You know, it's one that's tough. I, it, it's it's got to be uh, trying to think of the, the right word because you know toughness. Yeah, obviously there there's that, and but it's really it's it's not just that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's it's. I, I want to say the word I'm thinking of is more resiliency. Okay. In that, uh, yeah. You, they you got to keep working, you know, and, and, and when we're in a school like Heidelberg, if you're coaching with me, you better understand you have to outwork every single team you're recruiting against. doesn't matter. That team is 10 and 0 or 0 10 the year before. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's just who we are. Okay. And we have to do it. All right. And, and it's, that trickles down to our players. You know, our, our kids understand that we, we're, we're not going to get the, the the kids from the St. Xavier's and uh, St. Ed's and St. Ignatius, these storied programs that are, are are putting out, you know, all Americans and big 10 and sec. It's just not who we are. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of small school kids. And so it's teaching those kids how to work harder than everyone else. So I don't know if resiliency is even the damn word I'm looking for, buddy. All right. I, wasn't I think resiliency is good because it's one of those you got to get knocked. If you get knocked down, you got to be able to to know you get your ass back up. It is. I, it is. So, um, you know, but working with that, I mean, obviously, the humility comes into a lot of it. And, and you know, you, if, if, if you think you're the best, you're not going to work as hard as the next guy. So they, you got to you got to be humble to it. But so, yeah, I'll go with resiliency. Final answer. Where did you meet your wife? Oh, but <laughs> those are more off-camera stories, buddy. No, <laughs> it was um, it, it was one of those. Um, my best friend was dating her best friend, and you know they didn't last, but we did. Shit, shoot. Hey, um, you can. Hey, it's your show. You can say. All right. <laughs> We don't, we don't. We put that little label on the bottom. There might be some explicit <laughs> language here or there. I appreciate that. Yeah, you do it when you're talking to me. But no, she she was from the town next to me, you know, but um, her friends were going to college at Buff State with a couple of my friends. And um, so in the summers and stuff, we kind of hung out. And you know what I mean? 
And now you have so, two. Yeah, now you have two beautiful kids. Beautiful kids, been married for what is this? Thirteen years, going on fourteen. I don't know. Hope she doesn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> <like> um, <laughs> so he um, was put on the spot. No. I swear. <laughs> hey, she's she's gonna move away from from Buffalo to Tiffin, Ohio, for me, and, and live here for the last sixteen years. I mean, that's uh, that's. I, th- I think I'll keep her for a little bit. I think so. She seems like a keeper. Yeah. 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 Um, Don't watch Bill's games with her, though. She's insane. Oh, so she's, she's the crazy one. Oh, my God. She's insane. Like, I have to, when we're watching our kids' sports, I have to calm her down. Like, Kelly, relax. Okay. <laughs> it's seventh grade basketball. Relax. <laughs> we're All trying right, to get the, the rest doesn't have money right on now. the game. Um, well, the funny thing is so, again, our, our stadium is kind of open and we kind of let people do what they want. And the, the one end zone that's away from our end zone shot. Um, you know, obviously we have a lift in the end zone. It, that's where all the coaches' families are. So um, obviously all of our wives, all of our kids, there's 30 kids running around, all their families. And um, But my wife, you can always find her because she's pacing up and down and, like, she's never sitting. It's hilarious to see because, you know, when we get down to that side, you can really see that. I love it. I send her Snapchats of it all the time. She goes, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> she's a, she's an assistant coach without being a coach. She's just the other – she's on the other sideline. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. And she talks more crap than the students. So, you got you to be careful. Have to, I made Coach Hilbert a promise that I'm going to have to make my way to see a game for him. I might have to make my way to Tiffin, Ohio, to see this – This uh, one, I just need to make sure the student section – like, I'm getting a bald spot back here. I don't need them to be – I don't need to be being picked on. I, I'm, I'm very sensitive <laughs> about this area right here. That's right. all right. You got a hat. I'll get you a hat. That would right. be perfect. <laughs> um, now, explain to me what Green Dot is. So, um, you know, Green Dot is, is is a violence prevention program. All right. And so we got involved in it, oh God, probably had to be five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And... I'll be very honest. The athletic director at the time kind of voluntold me, Hey, you're going to this, you're going to be involved in this. I said, okay. You know, know, I I was a real young head coach, but um, ended up doing an entire week seminar. I mean, it was over 40 hours of intensive training on how to, how to train bystanders. So obviously you get a lot of violence prevention uh, programming on college campuses as well. There should be, it is a big problem. Yeah. But what Green Dot does is actually it doesn't focus on a perpetrator or a, a possible victim or a possible perpetrator. What it focuses on the bystanders. Mm-hmm. So training students or really anyone, because we do this with faculty, we do it with um, everyone, um, every, anyone involved with campus, um, training them on how to recognize a potential problem. Okay. All right. Okay. And then actually giving them tools to act on that. Um, and, and whether it, you know, talk about the three Ds, um, uh, direct, you could directly go, distraction, uh, distraction that, you know what I mean, could diffuse a situation mm-hmm. um, or delegate and, and dele- you know, find someone else, you know. Um, but really just giving them tools to act on that. And, and got really involved with it and actually just had a meeting today about it on, on kind of our spring plans and everything on, on how we're going to train kids, how we're going to um, keep kids as safe as we possibly can. All right. So well, I'm really focused on that power-based violence of 
um, sexual assault, assault, dating yeah. violence, and stalking. Um, but I, I think it's made an impact on the campus and, and hope to do as much as we can. Now, is this this is a nationwide program then? It's not just... It is, it, this is a nationwide program that um, we actually receive a grant from the federal government um, to implement. So wow. um, I don't get paid for it, but I don't know what the grant is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I think we have eight members of our implementation team um, and, and really just... Um, do, do I think we're doing a pretty good job and obviously we could always do more and that's what we're always, you know, this campus could always be safer. Every campus could be safer for every one of its students, male, female, freshman to senior. So um, let's, let's be proactive about it and find, try to find ways to do that. So um, and what I think really gets it is probably why I got volunteered to do it, but it's that unexpected messenger. All right. When you're talking about, sexual assault and how to prevent it you don't expect a six foot one 280 pound bald guy with a giant beard up there talking to you no let's be honest no all right and especially on a small campus most people know who i am and and hearing that for me i think really does um go go a long way Mm -hmm. so i I was really happy to be involved and um, happy to be continued to be involved five six years later when it sounds like a great program that i hope you know continues i it, it so. spreads and um last two questions for you the last one is going to be a very oddly worded i i wrote it a couple months ago i've used it at the end of every episode but i'm just preparing you now it's very weird the way i uh but the first one is top three sports movies for you not of all time they'd be your three favorite all right um number one varsity blues guaranteed yes uh, by far, yes. by far, that came out when I was a senior in high school. It was perfect timing, just absolutely. Uh, number two, Major League. I did. That was my that started my love affair with the Cleveland baseball team. Their name, um, yes, <laughs> the the Guardians now, and that that's still, and I'm still debating. So let me ask you, my son's twelve. Is he allowed? Do you think it's okay to show him the unedited Major League yet? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Good. All right. I I'll think you said it was okay. I'm trying to think. Um, I was like 11. I might have been 12, 11, 12. When my I think I was said... probably that seventh, eighth grade. I had the old cheater box with the tracking number with the illegal cable. Yep. Um, getting that in on the HBOs. Um, trying to think three now. There's just there's just so many great ones. Uh, but I didn't. See, when, you, when you're talking football movies, I, I got to go to the program. Again, it came out when I was a kid, you know, I was probably in ninth grade, 10th grade when that came out. And that just, I, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I don't watch a lot of football movies. You know, obviously I did. And, but it's like the replacements is a great movie. The football action, it is God awful. Awful. And it's, and you can say the same in Varsity Blues. It's just everything else. And Tweeter makes it. This but like, thing, every thing, quarterback, every actor quarterback, that oh. they couldn't teach them to put their arm up here. So we get this. It's bad. I mean, Keanu Reeves wasn't bad, though. I've seen worse. Shane uh, Falco cost me a lot of money in that Orange football game. action. What's that? Shane Falco cost me a lot of money in that Orange Bowl game. <laughs> just going to point it out. Apparently nobody had anything else to do on that day either. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But, you know, those are, yeah, I guess my top three. 
Um, I would, the only one that I would change would have been, I would have put uh, the replacements in and it's not because of Shane Falco. It's the, the scene where he lets the linebacker go out, go get me the ball. He freaks out and the ref says, Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, calm down. Scene. And he goes back to, all right, go sit down now, Danny. <laughs> and the other scene is when Nigel is smoking the cigarette and John Madden says, I think that guy's smoking on the field. <laughs> you didn't think that an Englishman was going to be smoking, John? <laughs> it, it, it's underrated. It really is. I was really hoping when they when Washington was going through their name change, I really I was one of the ones pulling for a set of Washington for the Senators. Yeah, Senators. Or I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a big fan of the team. I was a big fan of the football team, the Washington football team for that COVID year. Too much, just, so- too much, too much like soccer. Well, too just much because Premier you could say go team, and you, yeah, it's just too much Premier League for me. I can't get into it. You know. Uh, last question: Was there a question that you expected me to ask, and how would you have answered it? Oh. Um expected you to ask hey usually most most people ask why i've been at heidelberg for 19 years um and and my story is kind of rare i i guess this is how i would have answered it in that you know i've been able to work from ga to head coach and i've had every damn job in between football or the athletic department so Mm -hmm. um i've been here this long because i love it I, i i love the school i love the area and you know, obviously, I wasn't used to cornfields growing up, but uh, Tiffin's a great little college town. It really is a great, great little town. Um, but I, I love the kids we attract. You know, and obviously, it's different kids every year, but every school has a personality. Mm-hmm. Every school has a personality of kids they attract, and I just, I love our kids' personality, man. And, and they're, they're just so fun. Um and I knew it's a place we can win at a national level. I think even, you know, as I started, you know, getting fielding some head coaching calls before I was head coach here and taking interviews, you know, my prerequisites and, you know, things that I wasn't going to bend on were number one, school that treats its students the right way. Mm-hmm. And number two, a school we can win at a national level. And I had both those things. So why the hell leave? Makes sense. Makes sense. Why why go looking when you already have it? 100%. 100%. I get to surround myself around my best friends. I mean, this coaching staff is ungodly good. They're, they're not just great coaches. They're unbelievable people. I mean, and our D coordinator, Brandon Jacobson, he's been with me for 17 years. The offensive coordinator, Jason Lewis, he's going on his 14th year. Our, our recruiting coordinator, Jamar Lewis, is going on his, you know, off and on for about 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have amazing other young coaches, but those are the guys that we've been together forever, forever. Well, and you gotta, you gotta, obviously you guys still have arguments. That's not, but that's, not that's a family thing. It's the, you gotta know your people that you're working with and be, be able to, for that long, there has to be a mutual brotherhood family dynamic and it really is it really is i i mean like i said as pathetic as it sounds after the game yeah the whole staff is going to be over in my garage and you know <laughs> um well, it's just we, we 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 were any 
all of each other's weddings. We're at all of each other's weddings and, you know, it, we've been together so freaking long. I mean, it's, 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 you know, they really are more like brothers and our kids are more like nieces and nephews than they are buddy's kids. I mean, it really is like that. So, um, like I said, I know it's pathetic because we spend 15 hours a day in the freaking office together. And then when we actually get a chance to, so we go out and hang out together. You got hang on. 15 wasn't enough. How about another, you got another two, three in you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But usually those two or three are a hell of a lot more fun than the 15 you just spent. <laughs> I'd imagine so. <laughs> well, Coach, thank you very much. Good luck this season. Uh, I'm going to have to make my way to Tiffin, Ohio, apparently now. Now I've got two trips to Ohio planned, so. I was going to say, will we play at BW next year, I think. So maybe yeah. I'll do, maybe we'll do, a, I'll, I'll go to B-Dub, and then I'll come up, and we'll do. There you uh, go, bud. Um, we, as we've been doing here for the past couple of weeks, we have a new segment where our editor comes on and tells me all the things that I did wrong, and uh we talk about how we can improve. So we're going to send it to that segment. Uh, Coach, again, good luck next year. And uh, Serenity, take it away, I guess. What's going on, Chuckleheads? And welcome to week two of the editorial with Serenity Brown. I am Carlo Guadagnino, my guest, the editor of the show, Serenity Brown. Uh, we just finished up our conversation, well, my conversation with head coach of Heidelberg University, Scott Donaldson. Uh, take it away. What were your thoughts? I see you actually brought notes. That's good. Listen, first of all, I brought notes the first time. They just weren't very good. <laughs> okay, well, these these seem to be you have you have points here. What's your what, um, what did you think? So the overall show, I I liked the interview. I think you guys bounced off of each other very well. There was a, a lot of um, to and fro, and I, I always think that makes for a better interview, mm -hmm. um, just because there's good vibes and. When he phenomenal beard, the guy has a phenomenal beard. I. So, I mean, look, I, I, I take pride in my beard. DB has a better beard than me. I can put that on the record because it's true. Listen, you but, keep telling me you're going to shave it off. Uh, well, it's just a threat. I tell you no. It, it's an idle threat. Um, so what were what was the good? Um, So I liked a lot of the points he made. Like um, the first one I have written down was I liked that uh, his focus – is more on the developmental development of the players yeah of the individual mm -hmm. person not just growing as a team which is obviously going to be important but making sure each individual grows to be a, a better person um i also liked the fact that his he said like his requirements for me to even recruit you obviously you got to be good you got to got to be able to play um, but the fact that he looks into, um, your behaviors and actions and wants to have, interact. wants to have conversations with the people who know you best so they can get a feel for you as a person. Mm -hmm. I think that goes a, a lot into building a team too. So I thought that was really cool. What did you think of the Green Dot Initiative? I liked, <laughs> I liked it. I love that you have it just written down on the corner of the paper there. Um, I take notes during the interviews. <laughs> um, I thought particularly that would be of interest to you as a, as a female. You, you, I'm sure have a different experience than what I had in college. It's, it's a different. Yeah. So. I think it's always a great, great cause stuff like that. I think it's really cool. Um, 
like a cool program mm -hmm. and stuff that they set up. So what was the bad? Nothing. You know, you like this interview. I it's, like this interview. This was a good interview. I didn't there's, do anything there's bad. There's some of them where I, you know, yeah. they were a little rough to get through. I didn't, uh, at any point during editing the show, I didn't have a point where I was like, oh, can this, can I be over with this yet? <laughs> um, let's talk about the three historical figures that you would have lunch with. I still don't, I, listen, I'm still busy. Three writers. Three serial killers. <laughs> um, three Disney characters. Give me something, woman. Have I lunch you, with three people. I told you I would eventually get you your answer, but I'm still busy. Okay. If there was, is there a question that I did not ask Coach Donaldson that maybe you thought of that I should have asked? I don't think so, but. I did have it as a point I written down on my notes. Was he the first person to actually answer the final question? Possibly. I'm pretty sure he was. Everybody else kind of gave a cop-out answer of, oh, no, you, you asked some good questions. Oh, it's a cop-out now. It's not that I, I conducted a good... <laughs> oh, see how this goes. She's two two episodes in, and now she's, she's running the show. Uh, she's um, been running the show for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess he would... He would be the first person I that I can think of. That, like, um, no, that's not true. Dr. Siminski, or Simkovich, he yeah. pointed out that I didn't ask him about the NHL connection. So, You're right. um, no, but that's a good, you tried. And and that's all we ask for here is, is the effort. Um, with that being said, if you've made it this far and you'd like to continue to follow us, you can follow us on our social medias, which are Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and Facebook, everything's the same except for Instagram. It's dingo underscore talk. You thought I was going to make it all the way through because I didn't do it at the beginning. Make sure you don't just type in dingo talk because you'll find wild dogs there and that's not me or her or Coach Donaldson. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, anywhere that you can get a podcast, we're there. Uh, and then on YouTube every Thursday, 10 a.m., um, you got anything else? All right. Well, next week, Chuckleheads. Thanks for checking out this episode of Dingo Talk. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. For more info and to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dingo Talk.